Welcome aboard, shipmates, to another episode of the Park Raider Fantasy Mutiny. I'm here with Jason, and he's going to be doing our Pirate Picklebit Punishment, our season finale. So we didn't get to buy anything new, so we're actually just going to mix three things because we got to do it big for the season finale. We got pickled egg, pickled herring, and we're going back to the red beet sauerkraut. It's mm. coming back to get you. Jason's going to be making it up for it. We had a bet with Jameis Winston, and he did three or more interceptions for Week 12 matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. In that game, he threw two interceptions in the first quarter, so I thought I was done for, and I just got super lucky. He actually didn't throw a single pick the rest of the way. I was super bummed. Jameis decided he didn't want to be Jameis anymore. He wanted to be, I don't know, Tom Brady. Still threw for like 400, all his touchdowns. He's just, he's got to, I think he's got to throw the interceptions first just to like get him out he's the way. Just like that first brick you got to yeah. get out of the, at the gym. Once once you start getting in that rhythm. Dude, I, I really thought I was done for. But, all right, so here it is, guys. So, Jason, enjoy. And we still got the plate in the background there just to taunt you. Smells pickly. <laughs> smells like... Like vinegar, a lot of vinegar. All right, you, you tell. Oh man, man of my word, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for this whole thing in one bite. All right, that's what I would do. I appreciate it, man. This is for you, Jameis. You asshole. For all the people watching this on YouTube and listening to the podcast. Here he goes. I'll kind of put that mic close for him. It's really, there's a lot going on. Yeah. So. I almost always lose, so now you get to experience what it's like to eat it, and then also you have to talk at the same time. It's real bitch, man. It's, it's, it's really not that good. <laughs> and like I said, volunteer basis, so feel free to drink as much Sprite as you want. Kind of wash that we're down. Going, we're going full hot ones on this and not touching the liquid. <laughs> I like it. So what's the what's the first thing that's smell? Is it all sour? What's it's, the... just, it's just egg. I taste egg and, and vinegar. Yeah. And then just... There's some kind of stank in there. Just. <laughs> I mean, it might be the beets. Any beet coming through or no? Uh, it's a little beety. Oh, I, whatever I just got to. Was that pickled herring in there? Yeah. There's, oh. there's fish in there. I just got to that. Matt. Mm. Do you know what's weird? I actually enjoyed it on its own. The fish. But, uh, dude, mixed with anything else, it sounds mm. awful. It's like, I was just getting the egg and the sauerkraut at first. I think the the herring was just sitting on top. Mm-hmm. Everything once I started getting past the once I started swallowing the eggs, swallowing the crap, the herring just touched my my tongue. It just, just dropped a bomb of just some fish <laughs> tank on there. Yeah. Uh, that'll do it. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, you got all three flavors. You thought you were done, and then the third one hits you hard. Jason, I appreciate you coming on and doing this for me, man. No problem. Yeah, Jameis. Next time, throw three picks, not two. Yeah, Jameis. What the hell? <laughs> All right, guys, so that was our Pirate Pickle Punishment. Uh, Thanks for doing it again, Jason. No problem. Got it out the way, all done. So we're going to do the same thing we did last week. We kind of just, instead of doing matchups, we're going to talk about our teams for this playoffs with our usual pirate theme spin, but with a little bit more positivity because it is playoff times. But if they're starting, they're receiving the booty. If they're bench, they're walking the plank. If they're getting an upgrade and a possible flex start, you're keeping a crow's nest eye on them. And if they're downgraded, but you still got to keep them in your lineup, they are mopping the poop deck. No sickly survey flex starts this week. It is all golden because it is playoff championships, baby. I made it to the championship in the league that I am in with Jason. And then Jason's also in another league with a bunch of our other friends. And he made it in that league as well. Yep. Championship city. Yep. So 
my team's kind of been a little scrambled, so it's kind of nice because it's almost like I get to give you two editions of like what I've been doing. I've been switching out my quarterback a lot, and I've been switching out my wide receivers, kind of figuring it out. So at the quarterback position, um, I had Kyler Murray as a debate. I had Baker Mayfield, but I was actually able to get Matt Ryan, and I stashed him a little bit early last week off of waivers because I knew nobody was going to play him last week against San Francisco. But now this week he gets Jacksonville. And that's almost a go-to. Jacksonville has been dying out there. So I feel really confident and that's my decisions pretty made. Kyler Murray was the other person I was debating on and that's somebody that you had, right, Jason? Yeah, um, he's he's on my bench right now. Um, my other option at quarterback right now is Kirk Cousins. Neither matchup gives me a lot of confidence, mainly just because, you know, Kirk Cousins and the Packers, like he's historically never really done well against them. And then Kyler Murray's got a good Seahawks defense in front of him. Yeah. And the thing is, the, this time of the year, you got to look at weather reports too. Is it in Green Bay, like Lambeau Field? Uh, they're, they're playing in the safety of U.S. Bank Stadium. Okay. So that, But it's also a Monday night game. And you know those primetime prime, games. Primetime Kirk Cousins is like, God, I, I would rather have... David Blau on my team then. <laughs> and so, as of right now, you, you still have him in the lineup then? I do, but um, I, it's it might be a coin flip going into uh, Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. Like I said, Kyler was one of the quarterbacks I really liked. They're like kind of in those middling tier quarterbacks where you don't really feel great about the ceiling, but you're just hoping they don't destroy your team. Like, you know, Kirk Cousins has had, he's had his ups and downs. He's had his 40-point games, but he's also had his single-digit games this year. Like, matchup be damned. He's like one of those guys you just got to kind of roll the dice and ride it out. Yeah. All right, well, good luck on that decision. I think the quarterback at least is one of those positions where you don't need a huge, unless you have Lamar Jackson, like, you're not looking for a 30-point outing. Like, you just need somebody to keep you, give you that consistent 17 to 20 points. And yeah. then you can advance. Because, I mean, Baker looked awful last week. But thank God I was able to get through it because the rest of my team w- like, was able to carry the weight that Baker couldn't. Yeah, as long as you just get you know some kind of production, a couple touchdowns, you know, limit the turnovers, then you know, you're sitting pretty with the quarterback as long as you don't get like three points. Yeah. So then from there, the wide receivers were the next position I'd be debating on. And for my team, I have Anthony Miller. I have A.J. Brown, who just boomed last week, which was absolutely awesome. And then I still have people like Sterling Shepard, Robert Woods, and Cortland Sutton. And to me, the only guarantee is Cortland Sutton. I definitely want to put him in. There's no way I'm taking him out. He's going to be my wide receiver one this week, which feels great. The cool thing about this whole Cortland Sutton thing is I traded for Kirkland. Why can't I say his name? Kirkland? Because he's going to give me all those touchdowns in bulk, baby. Um, No, Cortland Sutton, he's someone I traded for, and I traded away Cooper Cup to get him. And at the time, it didn't look like a very even trade, but Cooper Cup was on the come down. It was after the he had put a zero up, so I was just trying to get rid of him because I was afraid of the San Francisco matchup. And I even had the option to get Jarvis Landry instead, but I chose Sutton just because I saw this Week 16 Detroit. And for a championship matchup, you can't get much better than that. Nope. You're a Detroit Lions fan. You know better than most. Oh, they're getting torched in the secondary all day, every day. Yeah. So, Cortland Sutton's my go-to. So, now, here's the debate. There's so many 
wide receiver threes that you're able to get off this waiver wire that actually have a shot to do really good. Anthony Miller, he's he's one that I'm highly considering right now. Kansas City is one of the best defenses against wide receivers. I believe they're 31st, but that's against perimeter wide receivers. So Anthony Miller's got a shot in the slot to kind of find some success. His target share has been absolutely insane with Chicago lately. Keeping a crow's nest eye on him. AJ Brown, he's the one that just went off for my team last week, and he's the only reason I'm really in this championship. AJ Brown put up like 25 points last week and kept me going when Robert Woods basically shit the bed. I can't, I can't do it with these Rams, man. I, I don't know about you. I got three words for you. Long live Tanny Trill. I, I love it, dude. Tannehill's been on fire. Again, that's one I really regret not getting. Tannehill would be a perfect streamer at this point. And I know you could use someone like that too. Yeah, I mean, if if Ryan Tannehill was available, I would start him in a heartbeat this week. Um, if he's available on your waiver wires, I'd, I'd highly recommend picking him up. Yeah. So I kind of brushed on it. Jarvis Landry was someone I could have traded for, but I didn't get. He's on your team. How do you feel about him with Baltimore? Um, I actually feel pretty good with him. Um, he seems to be the one of the few guys on that team that Baker Mayfield is vibing with right now. And looking back at week four, he went off for you know almost 25 points. So I feel pretty confident with this one, even though Baltimore's defense has been playing pretty well. Yeah, they are at home, so I think that'll give them a little bit of an advantage against that that Ravens defense. I will say not to poke holes in your excitement, but this Baltimore team has definitely been on a new one since they played Cleveland back in week four. It's a completely different team this time around. It is, but you know, it's a division matchup. Anything can happen. Yeah, I agree with that. And I mean, your studs got you here at this point. I think Jarvis Landry can give you a decent enough floor that he's still got to be your wide receiver one, depending on your options. Yeah, just based on the amount of targets he's likely to see, um, especially fresh off of that Pro Bowl nod, I think he's going to be receiving, you know, at least six targets. Did you get a little scared from the Arizona game? Because I really thought he'd go off in that one, and it was not what I was expecting. Yeah, um, I mean, thankfully the rest of my team kind of picked uh, picked up the slack. But, I mean... Arizona surprises a lot of people. You've seen that all through this year. Everybody thought they'd go like 2-12, and 12 and, you know, I think they have, what, three wins, four wins? Yeah. <laughs> Doubled it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I wouldn't say Arizona really honed in. I just think Baker was so off his game. But I think Landry, like you said, he's been one of the more consistent wide receivers all year, so hopefully that one works out for you. Out of your wide receivers, definitely would be a wide receiver one. The next one I really like, like we were talking about, those wide receiver threes, that you can get off waiver wires. Mike Williams, I love this play. It's, I think it'll be golden. You gotta keep a crow's nest eye on him. Oh man, that was, I got a funny story about that. So last weekend, um, was partying a little bit with my girlfriend and her family. Uh, we, <laughs> went, we went out to a bar, um, the drinks were flying. And then I, I remember seeing an, uh, an update earlier in the day that DJ Chark had sprained his ankle and wouldn't be playing. And I kind of filed a mental note to put him on the bench. And then, you know, put somebody in like Darius Slayton or Golden Tate just because those were the guys that I had on my bench at the time. Fast forward to Sunday morning, I wake up, it's 10 o'clock on the dot and uh, <laughs> realize that I didn't take Chark out of my lineup. So I, I kind of panic and see who's available on the waiver wire. I ended up scooping up Mike Williams and he ended up getting me about 17, 18 points and that pretty much vaulted me uh, into the championship so that is crazy sometimes it's just you just gotta uh use your gm brain and just uh, just hit 
All the GMs out there who party a little too much. We're looking at you, uh, Cleveland. Looking at you, Detroit. You just stum- <laughs> you st- sometimes you just stumble upon greatness. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's the greatest like last second pivot, definitely. Mike Williams has been going off on the target share. He's getting a lot more. He's always been a really good wide receiver. I just don't think he ever got targeted enough. Now at the end of this year, he's getting a little bit more, which is awesome. No, I mean Keenan Allen and and you know even Hunter Henry, Antonio Gates in the last couple of years have been eating up all the target shares pretty much. I think the last couple of weeks Mike Williams has really been emphasized in their offense, and I think it's beginning to show you know what kind of receiver he is. Yeah. So especially going to this matchup against Oakland this week, I'm riding three Chargers on my starting lineup. So. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, you got Austin Eckler. He's golden locked in running back one. Even in his worst performances, he still gives you double digits. Mm-hmm. So that's your consistent running back right there. And then Melvin Gordon, That's you're hoping the touchdowns come, but it's Oakland. Like That's very possible. This defense is also falling apart. Hoping for a high-scoring matchup. Yeah. I think there's certain defenses you want to attack at this point in the year, and that's going to be Oakland, the Texans. People are scoring points left and right on them, and then the Jags, too. Like all these matchups, if you can get people against those teams, those are big blow up potentials right there. Or throw Detroit into that one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're Detroit unfortunately into that. All right, so those are two of your wide receivers. I got a question for you. You got Chark on your bench. If Chark ends up coming out because he's been getting more cutting and running, are you considering him at all if he's limited going into this week? I'll have to check the injury report and see how much I believe that he's healthy and ready to go. He is closing in on that 1,000-yard mark for the season, and I think that they're going to want to emphasize him getting that because they haven't had a 1,000-yard receiver in a couple of years. Yeah, um, they need some if, positive news after Coughlin's gone. If he is healthy enough to go, I think I might play him just because I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket with having all three charges out again. All three of them put up a lot of points last week for me, but you know, having to bet on Phillip Rivers at this time isn't really that smart of a bet. So if I can diversify <laughs> a little bit in my roster, that might be something I'm looking at. Yeah, I hear you on that one. I have Chark on my bench as well, and he was someone I, same thing, I, I read the same report, dropped him, and then I had to re-pick him up real quick because apparently he's cutting again and stuff, and luckily I was able to get to him. I'm pretty set I feel like where if he comes out limited I just don't think it'll be the same so I don't want to risk that injury risk in the championship but you're right he's been so amazing and I do want him to get those thousand yards but the way I think about it is the team has till week 17 so they can do it in week 17 we think of the season being over at week 16 but there is another game after our championships you know yeah that's true and I mean being championship weekend you don't really want to throw somebody out there have them get hurt in the second quarter and then you're just sitting with a guy that has one catch for eight yards on your starting lineup yeah injury fear is my biggest fear so going from those wide receivers and especially going from injury that brings me right into dalvin cook that's one of my running backs and i was barely able to survive him getting hurt i think i ended up winning by like 10 points so i won't say barely but it definitely made me sweat a lot more seeing dalvin cook get hurt the way he did do you have any faith in, I don't know if you've been seeing the new running back, Mike Boone, the one who scored two touchdowns? I do think that he's going to be a good pickup, mainly because their offensive line has been blocking pretty well for Cook and for Madison. I made a, a big pickup a couple weeks ago in most of my leagues. I picked up Madison off the waivers because yeah. I was like, it's only a matter of time before Dalvin Cook gets injured. And then I figured picking him up would be really, really good for the playoffs, give me a championship push. Um 
Turns out Dalvin Cook did get injured, but <laughs> but Madison got hurt too. So if you're lucky enough to pick up Mike Boone off the waivers, I would recommend starting him. Isn't that crazy? Like the handcuff, the one guy you thought you could use in this situation, and you can't, and that sucks so much. You know, That's you know the the fantasy for the you. prediction paid off, but it just poor execution. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, not your fault. So I got Mike Boone off of waivers, and I like him. But what scares me is I haven't seen him in the passing game at all. So I was looking at his targets, and he didn't get any. And Amir Abdullah is someone that's going to catch the ball out of the backfield for them. So he scored two touchdowns last week, so he was still able to produce off his just running ability. And that's great, but that's basically Sony Michelle level of you're hoping he scores touchdowns. And so I am a little bit nervous to put a back like that in at this time. So I might pivot to one of those wide receiver threes. But the other running back I really like that has an opportunity this week is DeAndre Washington out of Oakland. Both backs I'd be keeping a crow's nest eye on. Josh Jacobs in the middle of the week, all of a sudden he got a report that, I mean, his shoulder was already hurting, but they officially ruled him out midweek. And so they gave him the nod. And what I liked about Washington a little bit more than Mike Boone was you saw he got a full complement of workload where he got to receive catches and he also ran the ball. And so he's going to be the main guy. And that's the one thing that scares me about Mike Boone is I don't know if he'll be the main guy. It's one small concern, but I lean in the direction like you were saying. I have more faith in Mike Boone than I don't. It's just in comparison to my wide receiver threes, whom I'm willing to trust. And that's a decision. Luckily, we don't have a game on Thursday, but that's a decision I'm going to have to make coming up on Saturday's games. That's pretty key, not having to worry about that Thursday night game. Yeah. Don't forget, guys, there's three slates of Saturday games. So set your lineup before Saturday so you don't have any accidental slips. Wake up early. Yeah. All right, so we kind of touched upon we got our running backs. We got our wide receivers. Do you have any decisions that you need to make at tight end? Uh, No, sir, I do not. I'm riding George Kittle to the end. He was my number two pick this year. It's paid off for me pretty well. He's got a nice date with the Rams. I'm fully expecting an all-out assault from him. Yeah, I can't stress the tight end enough. I I got Travis Kelsey. I think those picks are totally worth the early-round investment in drafts. It's been so solid that you don't have to worry about it, and it just gives you a good boost at a position that you can have such a low floor if you don't get one of those guys. Yeah, and I mean, I'm still checking my other leagues that I'm playing in where I'm maybe not in the championship. I'm playing Dallas Goddard this week. I picked him up a while back uh, last time I was on the podcast. I've actually ridden him every game so far because Evan Ingram still hasn't played on uh, IR this week. So Dallas Goddard has been a really good pickup for me if he's available on your waiver wires um, somehow. uh, I would recommend picking him up. Yeah, that's so sad because you can't predict uh, injury, and we talk about that all the time. But what could have been for the season for Evan Ingram, he was on fire before he got hurt. And he was having, like, Austin Hooper. They were having their breakout years this year. And injuries just derailed all of that. Yeah, and the Giants just kept stringing you along every week. Questionable, questionable, questionable. Friday, he's out. Yeah, that's brutal. Um, All right, let's move on to our bench. I want to see who you got looking at the bench. So do you have any consideration? I see you got Tate down there, Slayton. I personally have Sterling Shepard. And I'm in the same boat. They're all on my bench. I really like their matchups, especially these last three weeks. They've kind of carried you. First, it was Slayton, who had a big blow-up game. And then Sterling Shepard had a big blow-up game. Does that variability that it's only one guy that's having the blow-up game, is that what throws you away from them for the fear? (gasps) Yeah, I mean, obviously Darius Slayton's picked up his big play Slayton kind of nickname this year uh, for good reason. 
even when he doesn't have a lot of volume, he does produce those big plays. I believe last week he only had two or three catches, but he had a touchdown in there too. So he's kind of a guy that even if he's pretty quiet, he'll put up a lot of points just from one big play. I do get a little hesitant on playing him mainly because I have some pretty good options in front of him that are guaranteed to get a little more touches. I'd say one thing on my bench that I'm, you know, kind of thinking about is I got Miles Sanders chilling there. And he's been putting up numbers the last couple weeks. But I just have a couple good options ahead of him in Saquon, Melvin Gordon, and Austin Eckler. And it's really hard for me to pick one of those guys to put on the bench and start with Sanders instead. And like you were saying about, I like your idea. We kind of talked about it a little bit when I was on with Nick last week is you want to have players that you can have a little bit of every team. So like you said, you do have three charges, and so that's another debate you're going to have to make. That's what makes that flex position so difficult because you never know how you're going to pivot to running back or wide receiver. Yeah, because, I mean, there's especially with the decision, because, I mean, Saquon's an automatic in. Uh, He had a really good bounce back game. But with the Chargers, it's just so hard to tell. The times where I have sat Eckler this year is the times when he's pretty much scored the most points. I think the last time I sat him, he had two touchdowns and like 80 yards catching and 70 yards rushing, something like that. Um, So it's just one of those things where you don't want to get burned uh, by not playing the guy. I really like Eckler because I think he's got such a good high, low floor, if that makes any sense. Like it's it's like a double digit floor. He's going to get his touches in the receiving game, but if he gets the rushing touches, then he's a huge big play threat. Yeah. And then what killed you with Melvin Gordon last week is the fumbleitis. He had two fumbles and pulled from the game. Is that something you think that was just one game, or do you think that coaching staff is going to keep that into account going forward? I think that, uh, what do I think? <laughs> well, because I'll tell you this. I was dealing with a player who also had fumbleitis and Chris Carson, and to see them shift to Rashad Penny, it was something I was like, man, you got to be kidding me because this guy is just so talented. But this other person is getting play because you can't hold on to the ball. And turnovers are huge. I don't blame the coaching staff for doing what they did. Luckily, talent went out, and I just got lucky that the other guy got injured. Like, I didn't have to deal with it as much. But going into the playoff push, Rashad Penny was getting a lot more touches. Kind of like the same similar situation where both guys, one guy's catching a lot of balls and one guy's rushing most of them. Yeah, I think the charges have shown in the past that even when Gordon fumbles that they still stick with him. But it's just going to be a matter of if he does fumble, how much of a role he's going to have later in the game. I think they don't track it on like a game-by-game basis where it's like you fumbled last week, Eckler's getting the start, but it's just like it's one of those fumbles going to come. Yeah, and I don't think you can bet on fumbles for Melvin Gordon. I think he's one of definitely a top, let's say, 10 running back in the league. He's not someone that normally will kill you. And so I think against Oakland – the thought process is they will be ahead for the most part so I think Oakland's going to crumble in front of them and so they should be running the ball pretty often with both backs yeah I think so especially once they get in the red zone if they're not hitting Mike Williams in the end zone I think if they're you know two three yards out they do love giving Gordon the ball in that situation so if if they find themselves in that spot you know in that five yards to the end zone I do think he'll get a lot of goal line touches yeah, it's scary to trust an up-and-down team like the Chargers, but that matchup is so juicy. I don't blame you for currently having all three of them in at this point. It is a very juicy matchup. <laughs> uh, is there any home runs? You kind of you said Saquon Barkley was one that you're really excited for. I know on my team, my home runs are my running backs, my Chris Carson against Arizona and Mark Ingram's at Cleveland. And 
just the Big way trust yeah <laughs> the way mark ingram's been playing man that raven's offense is just so prolific any piece of that that i can get they're just so amazing it's crazy yeah i didn't i don't think i have any ravens this year unfortunately and yeah. uh, it's come back to bite me <laughs> yeah definitely all right so for the most part that's our core to our teams i don't know if you're favored or where you're standing right now i have a three-point lead how confident do you feel in yours I'm pretty confident, you know, coming into this, in this league, I was the one nobody wanted to play. My team was beat up. I made it into the playoffs by the skin of my teeth at the sixth seed, and I've beaten whatever top teams that I've had to play so far. So I'm in a matchup uh, one versus six for the championship. So I got nothing to lose at this point. Nice. I'm, I got a 47% probability of winning from Yahoo. Uh, <laughs> so I'll take that right now. Yeah. Do you have any debate with your kickers or your defense? I know for me, I got two defensive teams, and I got Baltimore and Denver, and I honestly like them both. I think they're both going to have great weeks this week. I'm leaning Baltimore just because of how we talked about it, the destructive this team has been on both sides of the ball. They score so much offense that the defense can kind of pin their ears back and go after the quarterback. They get sacks. They get turnovers. Everything about Baltimore I've been loving, so I'm going to keep riding that. It's a little safer of a team to ride than compared to your decision with the Chargers, thank goodness. <laughs> for uh, for my defense, I was lucky enough to get the Patriots defense in the draft. So I've been riding with them every week this year. And a home matchup against Buffalo when the stakes are super high, I'll take that any day. As far as the kicker, I had Matt Prater, but because of their offense has been so stagnant lately, even though they are in Denver where he's you know has the, his uh, historic NFL kick, Revenge game. It is a revenge game. Uh, I did decide to drop him. I picked up Kai Fairbairn going up against the Bucks. Tampa Bay gives up the most points to kickers, and I expect that to be a pretty high-scoring matchup. So any little piece of action I can get out of that is money for me. Yeah, I got Robbie Gould, and the Rams tend to give up a lot of kicks as well. So like we said, keep an eye on the weather reports, especially for kickers. But, I mean, even your best kickers still score. Like, Bucker in the snow was still able to perform. So, getting strong kickers is really your biggest... It's kickers. You really don't have to worry that much. But just putting it out there that you don't really have to look super hard into matchups. But it is a nice plus when you have a strong kicker and they have a good matchup. I would definitely tell you guys this. Don't waste any bench spots at this time of the year. So, there's a lot of wide receiver threes I had picked up. Um, I got double defenses. Anything that I can do to block my opponent from playing, like we said we both had DJ Chark, and Chark's not someone I'm looking to play this week, but I definitely want to keep him on my bench just in case he does have a good blow-up week. I do not want that happening with my opponent needing a wide receiver or something along those lines. Every move you should make should either be blocking your opponent or should be helping you in a decision that you're going to make to play. That's going to be it for our teams right yep all right man well good luck to you this week uh, i hope you get it the championship week there's nothing better i feel like i've been favored all year i hope i can come through in the end but we just wanted to give you a breakdown of our team so hopefully those players can help your decisions and where you're gonna go this week yep thanks for having me robert yeah thanks for coming through with the torture one more time i appreciate it my man I had to do it yeah all right guys so that was the more park raider fantasy mutiny thanks again